1: Welcome into the kickoff of the Valley Podcast covering your Arizona Cardinals. My name is Gunner. That's Tyler Vasquez. Going to be previewing the game coming up on Sunday. Our two and three Cardinals headed up to Seattle to take on the two and three Seahawks on Sunday in an NFC West showdown. Uh, Tyler, how you feeling about it, man? Book it, Dano.
0: We're hitting that W in Seattle.
1: Ah, uh, they are. Well, the uh, Cardinals are the favorite right now, two and a half point favorites. is so the first time they've been favored this season. Yeah, the Cardinals have been favored this season. They've been under, underdogs in the first five weeks.
0: Well, and they, they have every reason to be right. Like when you look at the Cardinals versus Seattle team-wise, I think the Cardinals all around have more talent. But, you know, Seattle has been scary this year. They They've blown out expectations offensively. Uh, pro football focus has their offense ranked as the eighth best offense in the NFL where the Cardinals are ranked 17th. Mm. And then if def- defensively, both teams suck. I mean, you've yeah. got the PFF grades, the Seahawks at 30th and the Cardinals at 32nd.
1: Well, and you mentioned the, uh, the offense, you know, ranked pretty high there. Geno Smith is a uh, number one rated quarterback right now in the league after five weeks. He's uh, He's got a quarterback rating of 113.2, and he's ahead of Patrick Mahomes, uh, who's uh, 110.5. That's crazy I, to me.
0: I may have or may not have uh, submitted waiver claims in fantasy leagues to pick up Geno Smith. That's how <laughs> good he's playing. Like, how crazy of a statement is that? Like, if you said that two seasons ago, people would be like,
1: what? Or even at the beginning of the season, nobody yeah, would have thought that. Yeah. They're putting up some points though, man. I I was looking at the uh who the Seahawks have played. Uh where's their schedule? They uh obviously lost to the uh the Saints uh last week, but they put up 32 points then. They put up 48 points in their win against the Lions, put up 23 points uh, in the loss to the Falcons, and uh I guess only 7 points uh, you know, against the 49ers and then 17 against the uh, the Broncos. But I mean, when I when I was looking at the amount of points that they're putting up, I, if the Cardinals can't get points in the first quarter and the Seahawks continue to score like they like they have been, that's going to be an uphill battle for the Cardinals, man. If the Seahawks start, get hot and get going early, you
0: no, know, you you hit the nail on the head. I, I mean, you look at the last three games. Take away the first two because the first two, uh, yeah, Seattle scored six or seventeen and seven, right? So the <laughs> yeah. last three games though, they're averaging about. I don't know. I'm doing. Crazy math here, but I'm assuming about 30 points a game is what you put that between the 23 and the 45, and they have that 32. Yeah.
1: About 30 well, they points. Had 48. Yeah, they had 48 against the Lions. Or 48. Almost, sorry. Yeah, it's almost probably right around 32, 33 on average. Yeah, on those last three games. The Cardinals can't get over 20.
0: They're averaging 20. Well, they are. Our Cardinals are averaging 21.
1: Is what we said on Wednesday's show. So. Yeah, but all those points are coming second half.
0: Yeah. No, you're you know? right. You're right. Uh, they're they're going to have to score and score in bunches. But luckily, like I just said, this defense of the seahawks isn't very good and we'll get we're going to go behind enemy lines and get into that more in depth but this their defense isn't great so it's going to give the cardinals opportunities to get started and hopefully get started fast couple of uh, injury notes gunner <laughs> james connor uh already they're rumoring to be out for this week, and i think everyone expected that when the cardinals earlier this week went on a tear of signing running backs mm. um that you know they signed two guys already there's a rumor that they're trying to go sign marlon mack which he's never been good in the nfl um so they haven't signed him yet but uh right now as of today darryl williams and matt prater are definitely out uh darryl williams went to the ir matt prater has already been ruled out so you are which, going to see mr amandola kicking again gunner
1: which i saw that i saw that they signed Signed him, but I thought he was already signed. I know the Cardinals. What they uh, they tweeted out like, "We're proud to say that we uh, we have signed Amendola to uh, I don't know the uh, the verbiage there." But I thought he was already signed. He, he kicked for us last week.
0: Yeah, but then they're able to send him down to like the the practice squad, and then bring him back up and sign him to the active roster. So okay, you know, so I mean that whatever.
1: that makes sense. But I mean, what doesn't make sense also is that they actually signed him <laughs> after mm-hmm. last week. You know, we talked about it in the last podcast. The uh, the Chiefs had him. He missed a couple of kicks that cut him loose. So then Cardinals picked up the Chiefs' sloppy seconds, and we bring him on. He can't make a kick, but, yeah, we still sign him. That makes no sense to me.
0: Yeah, the all of Cardinals media, when, when they didn't bring in a kicker this week or a few kickers to try out, kind yeah. of were scratching their heads. Like, everybody had the, the consensus of, what are we doing here? It was interesting to practice today, which today is Thursday. And I want to note, they didn't practice yesterday on Wednesday. They just had a a closed walkthrough. So a, a lot of media were expecting like a big injury report today. There really wasn't one for the Cardinals. I mean, Rodney Hudson, like we said, Trayvon Mullen, uh, you know, just kind of the usual suspects that are not going to be available. The the running back room is the big one. But other than that, I mean, you're getting a lot of the offensive line back. Justin Pugh's practicing, uh, Max Garcia's practicing. It, it, it looks like we're going to be pretty healthy, all things considered. So it was kind of weird that they took the – the practice off yesterday. Um, I, I, again, their practice habits, I, I don't really understand is what yeah. I'm getting at. Um, the Cardinals, on a good note, you know, historically, they've played really well in Seattle. They actually split the series last year with the Seahawks, um, and, and the game they won was the one in Seattle. I actually went to that game, Gunner, in November. Yeah, little, I remember that. Yeah, it was a little cold, a little cold out there in uh, <laughs> in, in Seattle in November. Uh, this weekend, we, we looked at the weather the other day, and it, it looked pretty warm, it looks uh, like starting
1: in 77. Uh, the forecast, which it's unseasonably warm up in it's, Seattle, so that'll be yeah, uh, I'm not
0: happy about that. I should have flew out for this game, not last year. <laughs> uh, I, I will say, last year, the fan base was pretty good. There, there was no, uh, no, no other than the guy, they have that one guy that holds all the signs right by the, the visitor tunnel. Um, he was holding that one where he was like saying Menzel, like greater than Murray or something one year, uh-huh. and, and there's that great picture of Murray walking just like out to the field and that signs right there and hmm. calling him a bust and all that type stuff. But that, that guy will egg you on. But other than that, um, the fans weren't, weren't that bad in Seattle. They're
1: loud, man. And, uh, th- and the difference between uh, Seattle and Arizona, uh, well, there's multiple differences between those two stadiums, but they allow uh, flags and signs in at uh, at lumen field. You know, you'll see those twelve flags everywhere. Which, you know, is there a reason why the Cardinals don't allow those signs into State Farm Stadium, like one well, of the stadiums? It, do? It, it, it's
0: you can bring stuff in, you just can't be like hanging it and stuff. Uh, like you can't hang it over oh, the that's rail. That's right. You got
1: those fat heads. You bring with you, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I think yeah. a lot
0: of and a lot of stadiums don't allow you to do that. I would almost bet if I tried to hang one of those fat heads over the rail in <laughs> Seattle, they would they would come and get mad at me. But because um, it's a Cardinals fat head. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got actually, so, so I didn't tell this story, but when I went to Vegas a few weeks ago for the Cardinals Raiders game, I uh, snuck in some red like packing tape and okay. I taped the fat head to the rail and it stood f- through all of warmups <laughs> through probably a little bit into the first quarter. And then all of a sudden a security guard came over and goes, hey, that can't be can't be right there what, because it was Cardinals. I, I think it was. Yeah, because it was Cardinals. Yeah. So they made me take it down.
1: Dude, one uh, of these days, who knows? I mean, who there was one of the uh there was a player that uh that scored this last weekend. I forget what team it was on and what player it was, but uh he scored oh, the touchdown, right?
0: Yeah, I remember it was uh it was uh, Leonard Fournette
1: with the yeah with the bucks. <laughs> That's right. He ran up to the uh he ran up and saw his fat head in the stands, grabbed that fat head and uh and that fat head got some TV time and you know that'll that'll happen uh, to you one day, trust I me, think.
0: When I saw that I got super pumped. I was like,
1: that's <laughs> pretty cool. Pumped uh, and jealous.
0: Uh, yeah, a little bit. I, you know, I I need to get better. I need you to serve as my reminder guy for this. I, I need to remember to bring a marker. So I have two fat heads. I have JJ Watt and I have Kyler Murray and I bring them to both <laughs> game. Offense goes on the field. I hold up Kyler defense goes on the field. I hold up JJ. I want to bring a marker so that at one point I could get one of, you know, both of those signed by those guys during the game either you know pregame or after the game
1: yeah i mean if they see their own face i mean a lot of these guys when they score you know if they see their jersey in the stands mm-hmm. they'll usually go hand that football that they just scored with i mean as long as it doesn't mean anything you know to uh the player with their jersey cuz they get a cut of the jersey sales right so i don't think so i don't know how that exactly I oh, don't know but, no yeah. I, I thought i heard they got a cut of the jersey sales that are sold because i mean it gives them you know i guess incentive to play better you know you, you're you're gonna get more sales on your jersey you play better you're gonna get uh that that fan base on your side
0: well i sure it works um, somehow like
1: that yeah God, uh, Ky-
0: kyler's that kyler's giving me the head nod a few times when he see me holding it up on the road that's cool uh, he'll, he'll kind of give me a little little head nod but um Yeah, now now let's, Gunnar, at this time, let's go behind enemy lines. And I want to call this out, because normally, this is the first show in 17 episodes, this is number 17, Mm -hmm. that we do not have a guest, okay? Normally on this episode, we do go behind enemy lines with maybe someone from our sister podcast right? uh, in the rival team, you know. So Seattle was today. They have three hosts. I reached out to all three of them. That's how deep this rivalry runs, Gunner. Like I, I want to make sure you understand this. This is <laughs> the fact that the three hosts from the Seattle show would not come on our show. It shows do you have, you ma- have-, do you have names.
1: Who does a, Who does a Seattle show?
0: Do you know? Uh, there's a guy named There's a guy named Griff. There's a guy named Oh uh, man, I don't. Well, I Maddie. Right. There's Maddie, Maddie. There's Griffin. And there's uh, the other one's like Tyler or something. I think it is Tyler.
1: Okay. Yeah. I don't
0: know. So Just they, based they got, on that. I don't. They got don't three know. guys. I was trying to reach out and I saw you followed a couple of these guys, but, uh, Brock and sock up there. They're They're Cairo. Oh, yeah. 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 I was trying to get one of them, but they, they ignored my tweets. So, <laughs> um, so no behind enemy lines guests this week, but, but guess what? Guess what? Gunner. What's that? I went behind enemy lines. I went to Seattle school about an hour ago i just deep dove into the seahawks so i think i'm a seahawks expert now and okay. i think we can still Sweet. go behind well, enemy lines even though
1: you're a hardcore cardinals fan you're gonna represent <laughs> the seahawks here huh?
0: <laughs> well i'm just gonna you know pose some points that i, that I found <laughs> so let's get into Geno smith i mean you hit All on right. some of these but let's just let's just set the table again he has a 75 completion rating he is uh nine 9- Plus 9.6 over comp uh, over uh, completion percentage, what they they expected completion percentage was. So he's he's outperforming what everyone thought. And you know, we alluded to that earlier. Yeah. He has a league best, which you mentioned a couple minutes ago, 113.2 QB rating. He's the number one ranked QB V pro fo- uh pro football focus. Kyler Murray the 16th ranked quarterback via Pro Football Focus. How crazy is that? Going into the season if you said Kyler Murray is going to be middle of the pack and Geno Smith's going to be the number 1 ranked Pro Football Focus quarterback. Yeah. Again, people would lose their mind. Lose yeah. their mind. So, Geno Smith, you're going to have to try to contain him uh and 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 you're going to have to get in the backfield and shake him up. I mean, that's what it comes down to. You we're going to need to put that pass rush on and you're going to need to uh, throw him off of his game. But you know, one thing that makes him so great is, of course, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Right? Those guys are right. still dangerous. Have you seen their numbers for the past, let's say, three,
1: four games? Um, I, I, I know Lockett uh, did really. He had two touchdowns last week. Which I, the only reason I really know that is because, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm a betting man, and that that two touchdown prop bet. You know, I, I try to grab that when I can, and when I saw Lockett had that, I was like, oh man. Mm. I, I kind of wish I had my. Money, huh? Yeah, I would have made some decent money. And then, uh, same with, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kelsey on, uh, when he had four touchdowns, it's four on the yeah. Chiefs on uh, earlier this week. So I, uh, yeah. So Lockett, uh, bringing his, the touchdowns. The, yeah. Maybe they'll be targeting him quite a bit this weekend.
0: Lockett's last four games, 104 yards, most recently with two touchdowns, yeah. like you mentioned, 91 yards the week before that, 76 yards the week before that, and 107 the week before that. I mean, he's putting up 80-plus yards a week. So Metcalf's a beast, too, though. And, and Metcalf, so I have Metcalf's numbers. DK last week, 88 yards a touchdown. Week before, 149 yards. Wow. Week before that, 64 and a touchdown. And the week before that, 35. So so hard to,
1: bet, you know, it's it. so hard betting on those dudes. You know what to expect. I mean, you saw – I mean, it went back and forth. They went high numbers, low numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, who knows Lock, what's going to happen? Lockett,
0: Lockett's been pretty consistent. DK. Yes, he's a he's a tale of of different games. I mean, one game he goes off another game. He, he struggles. But
1: yeah,
0: um, I, I think that's the story of DK's career. Right. I mean, but th- th- you got to watch those guys between them too. And Noah Fant, who they actually got in that trade for Russell Wilson, Noah Fant, their tight end has been really good as well. So uh, they've kind of have a three headed monster, which has really been the theme when the Cardinals have had their opponents this year. You know, when you, you, you play the Rams, you had Allen Robinson, Cooper cup, Tyler Higby. you play the, uh, the, the Raiders, you've got yeah. Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, uh, amongst other weapons. I, I mean, it just, Every team, it feels like they play. There, there is a pretty good duo or trio, and yeah. and it's no exception this week with Seattle. So they're going to want to keep them in check. Uh, and I, I think what they what the Cardinals are going to want to do is force the run. And, and the Cardinals historically aren't great at stopping the run, so it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a scary proposition. Uh, but ultimately, this week Rashad Penny went down last week.
1: Yeah, um, he had a fibula. He had something going on with his ankle. They had he had yep. the surgery. Was successful. I saw that the Seahawks mentioned that. So, but he's out for the season.
0: Yeah, he's done. So yep. he's shot. Ken Walker the third will be filling in. Um, you know, we talk fantasy a lot, but looking at the fantasy, all the 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 experts saying Ken Walker, grab him because this kid is good. So the Cardinals may have their hands full with Ken Walker this uh this weekend. Um, but I would rather have a rookie beat you than than those other guys, right? Like try right. try to contain Lockett and Metcalf, make Ken Walker beat you. Um, I, I think that should be your your, your best strategy going in.